Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. Welcome, everybody, to the Vegas Nation postgame edition. It's Heidi Fang here, and I'm joined with our Review Journal sports columnist, Sam Gordon, and we are going to break down the Raiders' win at home here at Allegiant over the Texans. 38-20, the final score. Josh Jacobs went wild, Sam. Let's just start right there. Three touchdowns, historical game for Josh Jacobs. Just what <laughs> what an amazing thing to see him finally kind of get it all together and get those wheels going. What did you make of his performance? Um. I mean, part for the course, Heidi, the last couple of games, right? I mean, you kind of take a look at how this offense has shifted, I think, the first three weeks. Not really able to establish the running game. I think part of that was scoring circumstance in the first three games, you know, just kind of where they were at um, in the season at that point. But the last three, you can tell the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, coaching staff, um, have really leaned into the running game. And, and what you've had now is three straight, you know, games where he's gone over 140 yards. And beyond that, some real cohesion and chemistry. I think more importantly, big picture, I don't think you can expect 140 yards every single game from Josh Jacobs, per se. But there's a cohesion in the, in the chemistry developing, I think, across the offensive line. And, and big picture, I think that's um, – yeah, Josh Jacobs has been amazing. But big picture, to have consistency on the offensive line, to finally have a group um, <clears throat> that I think they, they feel comfortable with, with you know Colt Miller and, and Dylan Parham on the left side, uh, Andre James at center, and then on the right side, Alex Bars, and then at the end of the game, Thayer Munford, I thought was 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 excellent stepping in for J- Jermaine Illuminor. So um, he's been fantastic. Jacobs, the offensive line, has been really good in front of him. And there's a formula kind of developing for this team. Um, they've had their three highest scoring outputs uh, of the season behind uh, you know, j- that running game and Josh Jacobs. And then, you know, even in the past game too, they're able to work off of that when they have to. So um, it's he's having a, a career year. He's been fantastic across the board. And uh, and that continued again at Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Sam, you mentioned that Thayer Munford and Jermaine Illuminor, uh, that Jermaine kind of started the game and then it's got switched out, as far as I noticed, uh, at some point in the game yeah, with Thayer Munford. Yep. Uh, ankle injury was the actual issue. So I'm wondering just, you know, one – if you think if he even does get healthy for the next game, if he will play the right tackle or if they're going to stick with there based off of what you saw this like this this game. Yeah, I mean, I think the sense I get, Heidi, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I thought they were really good um, down the stretch in the second half. I think Jacobs had, what, 98 of his 140, 144 yards today. Um, 98 of those yards in the second half or 143, whatever the number was. So with him out there, they are bumping up. sound there. like you need a, a nice, refreshing <laughs> liquid death Drink. Uh, we are sponsored by Liquid Death. Maybe you need some water in uh, these aluminum no, cans. No, I certainly, I certainly do. Um, <laughs> no, I certainly do. So, so refreshing. So, it's so crisp. It, they are very crisp. But um, I'm sorry about that. I interrupted. 98 yards in the second uh, yeah, half from, yeah, from Josh. Um, you know, it just really felt like as as the second half um, progressed, that particular unit, you know, had had more more and more chemistry. So, uh, given that there is a little bit of an ankle injury there, and how well Thayer Munford played, I don't see any. You know, necessarily any need to go back to Jermaine Illuminor. Of course, we'll see how this week goes at practice. But I was really impressed with that unit that finished the game. I mean, that was as good, I think, Heidi, as, as the offensive line has played at any point this season in that second half. Uh, and then in the past game, only one sack um, that they allowed as well. So you'll take that all day long. You get 140 yards from your running back, only one sack, clean football game, no turnovers. Uh, massive credit to the offensive line. I think that's the unit they'll probably rep in practice and, and then moving forward. But, you know, one thing that we've learned about um, the Raiders so far is – 
you know, you never know. I mean, I think 11 offensive line combinations they've yes, used this about, thus far. It, <laughs> it feels, feels right. like it's about yeah. time to settle into one. And I thought that, again, that group that they finished the game with feels like one that they can they can rock out with moving forward. Something else that I've taken away from this win and just watching how this team is starting to gel together is the usage of other guys outside of Devontae Adams, outside of Josh Jacobs, where they come into play. Uh, first, you saw Mac Hollins with a very solid touchdown uh, early in the first half. And then also Foster. Moreau with the big catch that set up a Josh Jacobs touchdown. What have you made of the involvement of these other guys? Hunter Renfro had a couple of great catches today and how implemental that they are in these wins. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, right, again, going back to the identity piece of it, Heidi, there's been an identity that the Raiders have had the last few weeks. That's a lot of Devontae Adams, a lot of Josh Jacobs um, and taking care, trying to take care of the football. Um, offensively, as the season rolls on, you're going to need other guys to step up and make plays. That's just the reality of the situation. That's the reality of the NFL. And you're you're seeing that there are you know complimentary players around your stars that have that have produced. Mac Hollins, I think, regardless of what the stats say, of course the touchdown today, but he's been money all year. You know the big game going back against Tennessee, some of the plays he's made on special teams. He, he he's not just a special teamer. This is a bona fide receiver um, with size and speed that the Raiders are utilizing. I think super effectively. Um, Hunter Renfro, of course, not having the year. I thought a lot of us thought he would necessarily have given that he broke the franchise record for receptions last year uh, and had over a thousand yards or whatever that was. But I thought we saw today a role for him in the offense, a couple third down receptions. And then the big play there in the fourth quarter, working play action off of what you're able to do in the running game. So uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's probably taken a little bit more time than I think the Raiders would have hoped it would have given that they're one and four start, but, they're two and four after a decisive win today. You know they get ready for New Orleans next week, and you have some things the last three games to draw from um, in terms of what's working offensively. So yeah, getting getting secondary complementary playmakers involved, I, I think, is huge and it's important throughout the course of the season because you're not going to be able to go to Devontae Adams. Teams have taken him out of the game effectively, and teams have taken away the running game effectively. So uh, this game, um, you know, favored I think Jacobs and of course Adams, but those other guys are going to be crucial. Um, have been crucial so far this season are going to be crucial at various junctures if the Raiders want to claw back into playoff contention. Yeah, we looked at uh, Deron Harmon getting his first career pick six, which yeah. is hard to believe that it is his first career pick six. As long as he has played the game and the teams that he's been on, I mean, he's played with some, you know, standout teams and had some standout performances. So uh, this one, though, I think with little special, Cassie Soto got some uh, time to interview Deron Harmon in the locker room, and he spoke about how he saw his family in the stands after scoring that, and he was pointing to them so um i've got a great photo of that as well i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. post it but yeah so for deron Harmon and this defense how <laughs> at this point in juncture for this team crucial was it for them to finally get a takeaway oh. that that scored for this team huge heidi i mean this this defense not just this season but even last year too it's not a defense known for creating you know big plays like that or momentum changing plays or turnovers and i think given how poorly that group has played all year I mean, what, last in the NFL coming into today in red zone where they're allowing, what, 25, 26 points a game, which was ranking in the bottom four or five. Um, no real pass rush outside of Max Crosby for the most part this season. Uh, to have a positive play, to have a pick six like that, it wasn't just a pick six. Yeah, that's the kind of the cherry on top and a, a tremendous play by Deron Harmon. But um, after getting, I guess you could say, gashed for the first couple quarters against a, by an offense that isn't very good in Houston, just not a great offense, not, not a franchise with a ton of direction right now, 
when the Raiders had to have plays, when they needed to make plays on the defensive side of the ball, they did, right? They forced a three and out when they absolutely had to have one after taking the lead. And then Duran Harmon's interception, the pick six. And then even after that, uh, I mean, forcing stops and in, in, in creating um, big plays uh, late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the game was probably you know already over at that point, but to to not allow a point and not not softening it necessarily softening up their coverage to still stiffen at the end of the game, it shows that that unit wanted to finish um, that that the game with a sense of pride, right? So uh, it's again what you probably expect, the, kind of that second half performance against an offense like Houston, and we didn't necessarily see it in the first half, um, but a lot to build on uh, given how well they played the last the, the final thirty minutes on the defensive side of the ball um, going into New Orleans team where. You know, we saw we saw Andy Dalton on Thursday night throw a couple pick sixes. Like they're going to be opportunities, whether it's Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, whoever. They're going to be opportunities for the for the defense to be opportunistic and create um, big plays like that. So I think it's huge, right? I, I think given again how poorly they've played the for the, the first four, you know four plus four or five games or whatever to 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 have that kind of performance in the second half when they had to have it, um, I think bodes, bodes well for that unit going forward. All right, let's take a quick break here on the Vegas Nation podcast, brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download their app today. We're also presented to you by Liquid Death. Check that out. All in aluminum cans. Might look like a beer but it is a refreshing crisp spring mountain water drink also we are presented to you on blue wire podcast so stay tuned right here on the vegas nation post game podcast vegas get in on the sports betting action and get on the stn sports app with 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at station casinos wildfire and el cortez you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town with a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer located in the bottled water section of your local store. Well, I tell you what, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three flavors. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, because it'll brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw that the Las Vegas Review Journal is carrying liquid death in their vending machine. So I sat there wondering while I was eating my chicken pot pie if I cracked one open that it would fake out my coworkers and make them think I was actually drinking a nice icy cold tall boy beer with lunch. Go get liquid death now at your local Smiths, Walmart, Sprouts, and Terrible stores or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash vegasnation. That's liquiddeath.com slash vegasnation. It's Heidi Fang here and Sam Gordon with the postgame podcast from Allegiant Stadium with the Raiders winning, defeating the Houston Texans 38-20, to the final score here at Allegiant. And Sam, I was impressed also by some of the things we haven't talked about. The involvement that I saw the other defensive linemen in as well as uh, Chandler Jones yeah. playing effective, good football. What do you think has been kind of the last two, I want to say about eight quarters of football, he's kind of turned it around. So in the past couple games, I, I've kind of seen more of Chandler sure. Jones. He hasn't really been feasting, I think, the way that people wanted him to when he was brought in in the offseason. But what what is your takeaway on what Chandler Jones' performance has been like recently? Well, 
Uh, they needed this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, that's why they brought Chandler Jones to, to to Vegas. And look, he's 32 now, and I think you know, as good as he was last year, still had double double figure sacks. I mean, age and attrition might 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 be a thing at this point. Like we can't rule that out, especially with what we saw early on in the season. And maybe it's just a case of him finding his footing. That you know, Patrick Graham figuring out ways to deploy him in, in different ways and different stunts and twists up. You know, have to really get in the film to see that. Uh, but nonetheless, he's a player brought in to to to, to bookend uh, a pass rush alongside Max Crosby, and it, it's again, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Raiders struggled early on when he wasn't getting the quarterback. Now he gets to the quarterback. Him and Cleveland Farrell, I believe, split a sack today, so he's on the board in terms of sacks and. Uh, pass rush is the most important element of a defense, in, in my opinion. So getting him going now, you have a tandem, a tandem to rely on, and that I think there's a a, a um a domino effect. It, 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 the, the, the corners and safeties don't have to do as much on the back end. It frees up the linebackers a little bit. So um, having him come to life, I think, has been a, a positive development for this defense, and, and we'll see if that continues moving forward. Nate Hobbs was not on the field. Neither was Darren Waller. I want to start with Nate Hobbs because we're talking defense. Did you see that his presence was missed at all because I felt like Anthony Everett had a play where he kind of missed a tackle, allowed a touchdown there. You know, I don't know how much um, these other guys, in your opinion, stepped up to the plate for this game or were they missing Nate Hobbs a little bit? Oh, no question. I mean, even you know, credit the defense for the way they play late in the third, you know, late in the third quarter, I guess, and, and early in the fourth, or maybe it was just the fourth. I don't, I can't exactly remember when Houston scored their touchdown, but yeah, they did. I mean, there were chunk plays. Houston had chunk plays all afternoon. Davis Mills, I thought was pretty comfortable in the pocket. Uh, it wasn't just, it weren't just dinking off drives, you know, four, six, eight yards. There were big pass plays um, down the field. So that that's to be expected to a certain degree when you lose your best corner and one of the guys playing like one of the best corners, uh, for, quite frankly, in the NFL, uh, up to this point, so yeah, there 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 is going to be an effect on the back end, and that I think Heidi emphasizes the need and for a pass rush, just just how important the pass rush was, and, and that again came to life late in the you know late in the fourth quarter. Um, so yeah, they're going to miss him, and I and, and and I think Darren Waller a little bit to a lesser degree. I think they figured out how to navigate offensively um, without him, but you lose a, a Pro Bowl caliber corner, you're going to feel it. And then the Raiders certainly felt it today. Again, their defense, uh, as good as it was in the fourth, there was it left a lot to be desired in the first three quarters. So they're going to have to tighten up and figure out because he's not coming back anytime soon. They're going to have to figure out how to soften some of those blows on the back end without having their top corner. Yeah, that's right. And you know, just to make a point of this, the Raiders in the fourth quarter did not allow any points, zero uh-huh. points, and yep. they had a twenty-one to nothing run in the second half uh, against the Houston Texans. So uh, I believe that was all fourth quarter, right, Sam? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Cool. So <laughs> just make make sure I'm marking it in right. But um, you know, when we look at Blake Martinez. Coming in, yeah, getting his opportunity. I mean, he was a huge key piece for both the Packers and the Giants defensively. What did you make of him today on the field alongside? I, I saw him with you know both Divine and Denzel Perryman working at times. How did Blake Martinez look to you, especially after that major surgery that he had uh, about a year ago? I want to say with this ACL. Yeah, he was solid, right? Um, seven tackles total, right? And and, and a couple plays, you know, you saw him. I think active around the line of scrimmage, doing what he had to do. Uh, in coverage, he's a guy, Heidi, to your point. Let's not forget, right? He had the knee injury uh, before that, four consecutive seasons, more than 140 tackles. So uh, to, to, he's still only 28 years old. If, if they can get him going full speed, even when Jayon Brown returns, uh, you, you, have a, you have a deeper linebacking core with a proven veteran player that's performed at a high level. So I thought he was rock solid, really. Um, you know, that, that Damian Pierce, I thought Houston Texas running back did a great job in the first half, but 
Another thing that the Raiders did, were, were, were they bottled him up in the second half, right? 20 carries for 82 yards for the game. He had like 60 of those in the first half. So they were much better as a unit as a whole, and I thought he filled in admirably, um, all things considered, given his role and, and responsibility in the defense uh, this afternoon. So as you mentioned down the stretch here, New Orleans is the next team up. After that, they got to stay on the East Coast and face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sam, how important now is it for this team to continue to push forward? You know, They're facing some sub-500 teams here down the road sure but like this game they didn't take the foot off the pedal have you seen this team's identity and how important is it for them to continue to win on the road oh it's massive it's massive i mean i think all the players as happy as they were about this victory they, they were able to keep in perspective they're still two and four it's a two and four football team they're two they have to win the next two just to get to 500 and that's that's still you still got to do a lot of heavy lifting after they get to that point so uh i think today the victory 38 20 over the houston texans is a step but it's not it's not by any means the end of the journey. If, if anything, it's only the beginning, and that's what they they signed up for uh, by losing for their first five, especially in the fashion that they did with with execution issues and situational issues uh, down the stretch of all those games, ultimately dooming them. But those those issues didn't come into play today, Heidi. I thought situationally um, the Raiders were better, and, and if they can execute situationally on the road next week in a tough environment, the Superdome, you know it's going to be raucous, you know it's going to be packed, you know what football means to, to New Orleans, to that city, and to that community – uh, that's, I mean, this is going to be one of their toughest tests yet today. I know they've played some really good teams, but there's nothing quite like that dome. Uh, and, and that's where I think, you know, they're going to be tested again. How well can they execute in situations? It's going to be loud. Can they, can they duplicate what they did today? Minimizing penalties, only five fewer than 40 yards. Uh, you'll take that, especially considered how, how damaging the penalties have been so far this season. So, uh, it's one victory. They did some things well, and they're going to have to duplicate that and, and and then some, I think, in order to to get back in the playoff picture. Also, a couple guys get to go back home. Uh, a couple of Louisiana ties I can think of off the top of my head. Amik Robertson, Foster Moreau. Sure. We'll see how that works for them. Yep. Um, and I should have asked, I said, how important is it? Of course, we know the wins are important. I should have asked, like, in your opinion, like, just the, uh, which you did answer, is, <laughs> you know, the situational football, yep. how they need to keep focused, how they maintain that focus going ahead. And to me, that's the biggest thing that they did differently today, Heidi, situationally. Three for three in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. We know how big of a struggle that's been. And then they were the worst defensive team in the red zone up to this point this season. They, they, they keep Houston out of the end zone, two of their three red zone trips. So you'll take that all day. It's, it's a step. Um, you're not there yet, but it's a start for what could be a season, a midseason turnaround after the 1-4 start. Well, there you have it. This is the Raiders recap post-game edition Vegas Nation podcast from Allegiant Stadium with Sam Gordon and Heidi Fang. You can keep up with all that we're doing in print as well as online at VegasNation.com. You can follow them at by Sam Gordon on Twitter, and I'm at Heidi Fang. And for all of our Vegas Nation crew, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.